Why do you think people are afraid of failure or change? Your successful is different than my successful. Correct. Yeah, exactly. X is successful. No one's, no one's the same. Find what you're passionate about and just go after it. <laughs> Six, seven month period, you definitely had like a sudden shock of just everything changed. How did you feel when that like change happened? Something that is worth to keep going at is never easy, especially in the beginning. But it's always worth it in the end. Today's society, you're just surrounded by everyone, all types of people. What kind of people do you want to surround yourself with? What's up guys? Welcome to Tremo Talks 3. I know I've been lacking on the episodes, but I'm trying to get as consistent as I can while bringing you quality content. But today I'm with one of my boys, Philip, and we got some fire topics to talk about. But Philip, um, so introduce yourself to the people. Give me some background information about yourself. All right, I got you guys. So here at episode three, I just want to thank Chris for uh, letting us on, for letting me on the show today. I uh, really dream of mine. Uh, so a little bit about me. Um, I'm a sophomore here at the University of Florida, originally from Hollywood, Florida. Um, you know, I played sports growing up. I really love to watch them. Um, and then one of the things, uh, one of my biggest hobbies is working out now. Um, so then that's how me and Chris kind of got to know each other a little better now. Because we see each other every day. Um, actually, you know, he comes here more than I do, but <laughs> I don't want to say every day. But uh, so basically, I'm an industrial systems engineer here, um, just working towards my goal of success, basically, in my life. I People ask me all the time what... I want to do with my life, I say be successful and any strand of time that they find me in in the future, hopefully I'll be successful at that time and I hope I'll be happy, you okay. know, because I feel happiness, you can do any job you want, Yeah. correct, but happiness I feel is going to be most of what your life is going to consist of when you, know, when you grow older, um, especially I've heard so many adults tell me they're like, when you try to find a job, always look for something that you're happy in, you know? Because yep. my friend's dad, he's a lawyer. Nothing against lawyers, but he's a, he says he's not the, he doesn't like it as much. Okay. So now he. Yeah. Okay, so you dove into gold a little bit, and I want to talk about that. But um, before we dive like too deep, what is something, or what do I, as a listener, need to know about your childhood? or your background that has developed you and who you are as a person today? Whether that's an event, how you grew up, like you, who you are today as a person, how did that become, or how did your childhood make you into that person? I want to start off that question by saying just one word, and that's values. Um, in a family of, you know, I have, shoot, 13 cousins right now, 13 and counting, honestly. Um, okay. And we all grew up basically together. Uh, even though we were from different states, we always got together once a year. And our grandma would come around and tell us about what values to live your life by. So, in the fact that she would do that, it would help me to understand, even growing up as a child, that values are going to be the best thing in your life to keep when stuff starts to go wrong you know yeah so growing up um, my parents were very you know 
highly motivated to get me to do what I wanted to do, but also to help show a path, I would say. Um, I wouldn't be here without them. Um, anything they said would always be you know, close to my heart. And just listening to your parents, uh, for me, was one of the biggest things. Um, I also had uh, this nanny. Um, her name was Rita Miller. God bless her soul. She's, she's amazing, man. She, um, she taught me how to cook, taught me how to present myself to people. Um, she was, she's probably one of the brightest stars in my life, to be honest. And I feel like that has helped me grow into the person I am today. Um, and my childhood, you know, I went to two private Roman Catholic schools. I would say that was kind of a factor in how I grew up. Yeah. Um, I think with uh, the rules that they had there, it would teach me to be, you know, um, consistent. Okay. And it would also teach me to, like, follow what God wanted me to do, you know? Yeah. So, so I'm very that, faithful as well. Dive into that. You said there were rules. What kind of rules are we talking? And, like, um, what type of consistency has that brought into your life today? Oh, one of the funny things is um, you got to wear uniforms to school. Yeah. And I felt that would bring out the most natural persona of people um, because, you know, you didn't have to wear anything fancy to show off, right? So wearing, it's just like a small little rule that would help you grow into the individual that you could become. Um, also, the rules of, you know, Catholicism was very very important in um, my childhood growing up. I feel as if it really shaped me into who I am today and who I'm trying to become. Um, so like I said, faith is very important. Um, what else? Nothing that comes to mind right now. Okay. So faith, we're both very Christian. Yes. And so today's world, it's kind of tough to keep that faith and just maintain that practice and stay as strong as you really want to be. How have you like dealt with that? What have you done? Because I mean, we, we've all fallen off. I've personally fallen off Correct, a lot. Yeah. But it's like important to just bounce back. So what what is your like opinion of, and slash point of view on how like today's world is with our faith as Christians? Jesus always said you're supposed to be a leader, right? Not a follower. Yeah. And in today's pop culture society I feel as if you know you watch a movie even as a kid you can watch a movie right yeah. and you can see what they're doing and clearly what you've been taught has not been set to those standards of what and you know even here at university I feel you look around your friends are making the same mistakes constantly you know you can fall easily into that trap especially with all the pressure uh, you know all the people around you saying different stuff, you know. You just gotta keep true to yourself, and I believe another part of growing up is like setting that value. The value that you keep hold, like held to your heart. And when that happens, I feel, obviously, I mean, you're gonna go into some bumps, right? That's, that's life. Yeah. Uh, it's how you get out of those bumps. And especially today, with all the people all the drama, everything's very opened up now, especially with social media. 
I personally have been thinking about this a lot lately, how social media has been really discouraging many people's lives. Um, in what ways? Dive in. I want you to go, get, go in detail. So, for example, for TikTok, you okay. know, you get these people with show, I, I guess you could call them show, show abs, I don't know. Okay. Uh, you get the a figure, you get a celebrity figure. And, you know, for most people, that's just not obtainable. But for kids growing up, growing up on the social media, I can say this for my sister as well. She's younger. And, you know, she's always on TikTok. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But is she really getting anything educational out of it besides what's truly, like, coming into her mind of how you can't always look like that, right? And some kids, you know are unfortunately committing suicide because of this problem. But then you get the other spectrum of social media now, where I want to dive into as well. Where, like you, you're helping other people out now, right? I would never have been on this podcast if it weren't (laughs) for you, you know, becoming who you are now. And I feel, just yesterday, I was using one of your workouts to help better myself. Right. Uh, That bicep curls, by the way, (laughs) I don't know if you want to do it, but be my guest. Uh, <laughs> it's a killer, I, bro. I could not drive home. Um, but that spectrum of social media I like. But I, like I said, I was thinking about it the other day, and I just don't know if the whole, the whole figure of social media is morphed into helping everyone out. Right. You know? I, I agree. It's, it's a double-edged sword. And when I first started out like using social media, Something that I always like, I would just be consuming a lot and constantly consuming, and that's that's what social media thrives off is just people consuming. Not until recently did I learn and realize that you can be the creator that have people consume your content, and that's like what I started switching to do. And like I said, a double edged sword people can consume good content, and people can consume bad content, and so that. When I first started the gym and like my whole like fitness journey, I had no clue what I was doing. There were so many people like whether I was watching YouTube or people in my own gym or just seeing like random Instagram posts. There were so many physiques and everyone looks amazing. And personally not knowing anything, I thought it was just like, like okay, like that's how people always look. And you believe it's attainable yeah, to a certain attainable. degree, yeah. Yeah. And like I would see people or influencers would like enhance, like using enhanced drugs and uh, to, um, steroids, and I'd be like, oh, okay, that's attainable as me normally. Like I would see people, not I didn't, I didn't learn this until like a year or a half, year or a half in. I thought like your abs would always be showing, like always, twenty four seven, because I would watch influencers and their entire video, their abs are showing. So I'm like, oh, okay, so I just have to get lean enough. As a normal, non-enhanced, like healthy human. Your abs are not supposed to be showing 24-7. They can Correct. show on your flex. Their outline can show maybe like if you're like tan enough or sometimes like when the lighting is hitting right. But you're not supposed to be showing them 24-7 because if you are, then you're most of the people that do that are either on something or they're just at a really low body fat percentage and that is not healthy to maintain. Like if you're competing and you're going on, show, like on prep or on, like you're finishing prep and you're going to compete, that's fine because that's how low of a body fat yeah. percentage you have, you need. But that um, that show, that period of time is only for like a week or two, and after that, they start like 
re-eating enough calories. They call it like reverse dieting. But um, so yeah, that's kind of why I started to like dive into social media and uh -huh. I want to just like be myself and I want to help people out because me personally, I didn't have as much help when I started out. I had to like research on my own and there was a very good influencer that I watched and I still watch till this day. His name is Merkel Fitness. That's his like tag name. His real name is Michael. But he's been the dude that I've watched since day one. Like my breakfast today is from him. Protein oats, blueberries, and a peanut butter, like tablespoon of peanut butter, and then the scrambled eggs on the side. Every single day I will eat that same breakfast thanks to him. He's someone that I've looked up to for a while, but it's not easy to find those types of people. I agree. And so me being who I am and when I saw people like come up and ask me questions in high school and be like, oh, how did you get to like your physique right now or what are you doing? I, I started my fitness, my Instagram page as a high school project. I was part of really? IB. Yeah. I was part of IB program. It's called International Baccalaureate Program. We have a like service that we need to complete. It's called CAS. It stands for Creativity Activity Service. So my fitness page was two of those three branches, being creative and being active. So I would just go and like film myself from like the worst angle possible and just record like half of my leg on leg extensions and post that as my workout. And I would get points for it. High school ended, I was about to delete my page. My friends were like, nah, like, keep going with it. Be consistent with it, yeah. I had like 100 followers and I was like, I mean, I guess I'll keep it. So seeing people like that just pushed me to better my content better who I am as a person and just try to, I'm just trying to spread information. Like exactly. at the end of the day, I'm just trying to help people who were in my old, like old self spot in my 16 year old shoes, who doesn't know what they're doing, they're just trying to get in the gym. And at the end of the day, I'm doing something that I love to do and just trying to give value to everyone who's been with me. And but, what, yeah, what you, more of what you're saying on the consistency part, the breakfast that you made this morning, Listen, it's not easy. I can tell you firsthand, like, it is not easy to come to the gym every day, eat consistent, and, you know, just be who you are, you know? Sometimes, especially in the world we are today, being who you are is sometimes, you know, not the cool part mm -hmm. of it. Yep. But, like you said, you need friends to help motivate you. If you don't... Motivating someone is very important, I feel like. Because yeah. when you motivate someone, not only do you help them, but you can also help yourself as well. 100%. I swear to you, me seeing someone, like when you say like you did my workout, for example, that makes me feel so happy. That makes happy. me feel good. Because like, I am literally influencing you and changing something, like a small part of your life to better yourself. And you're doing that because I did something and I showed it to people. So like me helping others just makes me feel 10 times better. I, I know, I completely agree. Um, I feel human beings just like to help each other. I feel like that's a natural instinct that we can get endorphins from. Mm -hmm. And the more you do it, the better the world would be. And the way that, I mean, you're starting your fitness page, I completely, you know, I love it. Because not only are you helping other people, you're helping me. I appreciate it. My man. fitness jersey, my fitness journey, it's been a little up and down. Um, I started out freshman year of high school. Okay. Um, I didn't make the soccer team. Yeah. And soccer was my life up until that point. 
I didn't make the JV team, and I was devastated. I, I went home crying. I was like, I'm not good enough. This is just not happening. Fast forward a year, I start going to the gym a little more. I get a little thinner, get a little bigger too. Um, I practice my craft in soccer. I come back, I make the JV team my sophomore year. Now I, I was excited because when I saw my name wasn't on the list freshman year, I was just oh, devastated. But coming back made me realize, okay, you know, maybe, maybe I could take this a little farther. So I go there, I don't start the first five games. Maybe six. There's only 13 games. Right. I, my friend hurts himself. I get put into his position right away. And what the, helped me was the consistency of pushing forward, you know? Keep mm-hmm. going, keep going, keep going. You can, if you think you only have zero reps left, you got five more on you, right? So I get, in, I get thrown in the game. I end up saving a goal line. It was a goal line save. Uh, and this may sound like minuscule to some people, because it, it might be JV soccer in high school or whatever. But that, that I still remember that po- point in my lifetime. And Those moments stick with you. Ex- exactly. Those moments stick. And I, I came back and I won the starting job. So then junior year, the coaches were so impressed, I made varsity. There you go. And as a junior in varsity, I wasn't, again, I was not in a, anywhere close to starting. I keep grinding, I keep grinding. The last three games, we were, I think, going into the, the playoffs, and again, another guy got hurt. So I was thrown into the game, I earned the spot again. Senior year, oh, was a dream. I started all the games, it was perfect. There you go. So, I just wanna say, a little adversity, never hurt anybody. And I'm, like I said, it may be a minuscule thing to some people, but to you, or to me, it may be big. So I would not, I could not stress enough that keep those little moments close to you. 100%. And the thing is, like, it's never easy. I like, there's like a, like a saying, if it were easy, everyone would do it. It's never easy. Something that is worth to keep going at is never easy, especially in the beginning. But it's always worth it in the end. Like, if you keep going at something, it will become yours like you will succeed in that you will get it you just have to stay consistent trust the process and i swear to you it will come to you but so i want to go back a little bit we were talking about friends a little bit and how like today's society you're just surrounded by everyone all types of people what kind of people do you want to surround yourself with actually let me rewind what is your definition of a friend so i would say my definition of a friend with someone who you can talk to, who can push you to the best possible version you can be. Someone who drags you down, makes fun of you, calls you names, it's just not worth it. I Trust me, I've been in the position where I'm like, is this person really my friend? Or is this person just trying to bring me down? Because I, I'm not going to lie, I've been called fat my whole life. My whole life. And growing up, it really, really hurt me. Like, I would go home, I would just be like, okay, I'm not going to eat today. Or, you know, I'm going to go work out harder than I have to. I'm going to go, I might, hurt, I might hurt myself, but you know what? At the end of the day, maybe I might be skinnier. And it just really got to me about what people were saying. 
But I, as I grew older, I started to realize that, you know, if friends are, friends can make fun of you, right? Every, everyone makes fun of everyone. That's just how your life goes. And they do it in a nice way. They don't mean any harm whatsoever. Yeah. Which is, I'm fine with perfectly. But when they start to make fun of you, start to bring you down, start to laugh at you, it's just not, not who I seek for. So coming to an important friend is someone you know, I want to enjoy my time with. I want to laugh with, cry with, um, do, some, uh, do some bench with, you know? <laughs> uh, but you know, they're, they're the ones there, you know? Yeah. They're always gonna, and you can always count on them. Sometimes, since I've been in college, I've been drifting away with some of my friends who go to other colleges. And, you know, unfortunately that's happened, but I feel as if I can call them right now and they'll pick up the phone and they'll start to listen to, you know, what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's those type of friendships that, like, distance does not matter. So, for example, me. In high school, it was like a trio. Me, one of my friends who goes to FSU, and one of my other friends who's in the Army right now. He's in the Army. His schedule is, like, whack. My friend at FSU, his name is Nicola. The, the one in the army's name is Jordan, the other one is Nicola. FSU schedule, always whack. And my schedule is busy as hell. And so, they'll reach out to me more than them and I, like, I lack in that part. I need to reach out more. But we don't talk that much when we're away. We went back and over Christmas break, we saw each other and we hung out like almost the entire break. There was, it's, it's like we had literally just seen each other like the day before. There had nothing. There was nothing changed. Our connection there wasn't was a beat just missed. right there. Yeah. yeah, our connection was right there. There's nothing missed. They got my back at all times. I know I can count on them. So I feel like distance that's, isn't really a thing that will affect your friendship. It's more of who. It shouldn't. It, yeah, know. it shouldn't. It shouldn't affect the friendship. It's just more of who they are as a person and how that friendship is. You kind of talked a little bit about expectations from a friend where you said they'll always be there for you and you can always count on them, you can always talk to them. Do you have any certain like in detail expectations from a friend, someone who you would call a friend? Uh, yeah, I could dive into that. Um, so one of my best friends, I've known him since I've been, shoot, three or four, I mean, 17 years of my life I've known this kid Jeez. I mean it's insane and it's gotten to a point where we know what each other's thoughts are like yeah. we, we're like bonded at the hip you could say and especially because the way in which we grew up together always hanging out you know I could always I feel like I, I could always go to him and the expectations are always there and they're Met, but met to the point where above and beyond. He exceeds, it, the it exceeds the expectations. And I believe that's what I want in a friend. And I'm, you know, God bless my soul that I have that friend. Because yeah. if I didn't, I, I honestly don't know where I would be. <laughs> Some tough times have gone through, but, you know, we steadied the storm and we kept it going. <laughs> it's just, those are the type of people you need. Like, I know a lot of times I will be going through stuff where it's like I really 
need someone to talk to and then having having that person right there to talk to and just unload all my thoughts and my mental stress exactly it's just unloading unload. it not even like i don't like sometimes i don't even need like a solution it's just i need to unload get it off of me having that one person that you can always rely on and then be there yeah. insanely helpful and the thing is i had a misconception when i was younger i thought that like oh i gotta be friends with so many people that way like i can always have people behind me and whatnot when i grew up i like slowly realized most of your friends and i put quotation marks for anyone that's just not watching the video <laughs> most of your quotation mark friends aren't really your friends they will be acquaintances co-workers whatnot but like i can truly say right now i could probably have i know like, i've met so many people through college i've met people from like high school blah, blah blah i can probably count my real friends on both of my hands and that and that that's what you really need it's I, a tight circle exactly. you don't need a whole a small, population a small circle is better yep there is this poster um on my teacher my middle school teacher's uh classroom and it said jesus or hitler had millions of followers but jesus only had 12. right so i i love that as soon as i saw that poster i was like wow okay you know it started to open my mind like how it did for you you, you know you don't need you know xyz to help you unload stuff Maybe we'll just need X, you know? And then maybe Y, you know, is your friend and doing some other stuff. But being close to a few people, I feel is much better than being close to quote unquote millions of people. Yeah, I 100% agree. And it's not that I'm saying that like, oh, I'm only gonna talk to a few people. And then like everyone else like screw off nah exactly. i'm very social with everyone that i meet i am very like open with them blah 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 but it's like at the end of the day like i know like i know who's gonna be there for me when i really need them and i can tell who's just like there for me with, with me not this this sounds bad to say but they're there with me for fun or they're just like oh we met there so we're just gonna stick with each other type thing you can tell when there's a relationship or a friendship that's truly like founded based off of care versus just like circumstances. Pure heart, yeah. Yeah. Um, I 100% completely agree. What do you think your friends, or let me rephrase this. What type of expectations do your friends have of you? Um, that's a good question, actually. I'm, my personality is more of the you know, non-serious type. Um, I, to be completely um, honest, uh, you know, some people, you know, say if they had to like say about me, they would say it's not really serious. But you know, when he needs to be, he can. I'm not gonna lie. Before this, I was telling him, "Hey, bro, this is a serious podcast." <laughs> Just because I was like, I don't know if he has that in him. He's got a little nervous. <laughs> but, but no, uh, sorry. Keep going. No, nah, okay. But um, when when it comes down to bread and butter of who I am and what I consist of, what values I hold, you know, you can always talk to me about anything, and I will give what feedback I 
could feel is appropriate to help you out. Um, and not just in helping out, you know, just in regular life. I'm always there to talk. I always love to talk about sports, um, my family, my faith. Um, so I'm open to anything. And the expectations that my friends hold me at could be consistent with the idea that I am who I am. And I don't, you know, you can try to change it, but they, they know who I am because they spend most of my days with me. When you spend most of your days with a person, you get to know them inside out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel if you get to know me a little more, I, I can take it. I can take it to the next level of you know locked in, yeah. focused. When everything, when something needs to get done, I, I will get so. it done. You know? Yeah. I, no, I agree, and it's like, yes, most of the time that I'm with you, we're all like messing around and all joking, joking around. <laughs> but it's like, I have seen you in times where it's like, all right, if we need to focus and lock in, like it will get done. Like me and him have had library nights where we're there oh, till one, two a.m. <laughs> we're just grinding. We're like. We get to the point where our brain stops working and we say like a random word and we just die. No, it's random. It's the most random. I'll be like Apple. And we just like start cracking on the floor, bro. That's why AirPod got into the trash can. <laughs> oh my gosh. This man's AirPod got in the trash can. We started playing like the noise on Find My iPhone. <laughs> and he didn't know where it was. So, like he didn't I know it was in the trash can. So we just start, start, start playing like the really loud noise from Find My iPhone. And we just hear, like, we all get silent, and the library's already silent enough. Yeah. So we just hear it, and, like, we, like, slowly turn, and we see a trash can. And other people are turning, too, to, like, listen yeah, to that sound. And we just both look at each other, we're like, nah, there's there, no way. I was way. like, there's no way. <laughs> it was so funny. That was, like, that had me dying, like, the rest of the night. But, like, before that, like, we were focused. We were on task. Yo, 100%. We were there for, what, like, three hours? Oh, at that point, I was too just, long. like, we, you, you need that little, like, funny refresher exactly, to just to keep on break track. you out. Yeah, break you out of the, the just the straight, like, straight up just grind. That's, like, I feel like that's life as well. Um, you, need, you need somewhere where you can relax. Mm -hmm. For me, that's either sports or that's the gym. What did you play other than soccer? Um, I played football as well. Okay. Football was, I was a, you got to be a tough cookie to play football, I'll tell yeah. you that. <laughs> Um, I played it for about three, four years. Um, I liked it a lot, but my body was just not capable of taking those hits constantly. Um, I broke both the, both of my hips actually. Really? Uh, growing up, yeah. I was out for like six, seven months. Same the, time or different? Time? The same time. Oof. The most pain I've ever been in my life. I don't even think I know that. No, that's something I don't really tell most most people. But Damn. that did, it was, I was, I mean, that time growing up, you know, I had to wear like a, sometimes I had to go in the wheelchair. We were going like a long distance. Yeah. I couldn't walk that far. Um, so I had to go through some like little rehab and stuff like that. But, you know, that, that, that part was challenging in my life, I'll tell you that. Just growing up and having to deal with, you know, internal issues, yeah. I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, that, Something that I look back at, and I'm like, how did I, how did I improve on that? How did I, how did I make, how did I reach my goals? Yeah. That, 
I'm still trying to reach today or something, you know? Yeah. So that six, seven month period, you definitely had like a sudden shock of just everything changed. Correct. How did you like deal with that? How did you feel when that like change happened? You know, I was around 13-ish when it happened. I was playing soccer and I was running and all of a sudden I felt a pop in my hip and I just fell to the ground. And, you know, like, I still remember that moment. And this was six, seven years ago now. Um, but, I don't, growing up in school, you know, you used to play, go to the playground, you used to do PE. And when you're taken out of those situations, a situation that may seem normal, you know, you start to look back, you're like, well, this is weird. How do, how do I deal with this? Because I couldn't do, you know, physical education. Recess was never an option anymore. And as a kid, that can take a toll on you because that's all you knew. All, all you knew what you had. That would be your break, right? So I feel you have to understand how important breaks are in your life. You know, you can keep going and going and going, but as... As long as you're taking breaks and focusing on your mental health, you know, your body, you, you can, the sky's the limit. Yeah. So not being able to do normal activities for a while really got me to think, okay, when I do get back, I'm going to appreciate these times more than I did before. Oh, okay. So that change made you like almost reevaluate the things that you, I guess you can say had for granted. Exactly. Okay. Take COVID, COVID for example. Yeah. Everything went online. You know, going to school, everyday thing. Listen, I, I'm, a, I was not happy about going back to school. I was just not a school kind of guy. But eventually, you're like, oh wait, you know, going to school actually was good. You know, mm -hmm. you got to learn, you got to see your friends. I would. <laughs> kind of a little joke um we had three different days to go to school uh it was like orange i think it was yellow blue and green day was it like a block period? yeah it was like a block okay but i would just go every single color yeah because i missed it so much i couldn't stay home because i took for granted going to school every day because it was just something of the norm yeah so i feel when setbacks happen you start to think more about what should be given to you or what is given to you, you know? That's a really interesting point of view. I never thought about change in that way, because it's like... It's just little minuscule things that get you thinking, you know? No, for sure, because it's like... now. So now, like, it just like made me reevaluate everything. It's just the fact that I've... I'll be honest. I am a big type of person that just buries themselves in work and we were really just talking about breaks and I don't know why it's like a good and bad thing in me where I try to be as productive as I can with every single minute of my day like today I woke up two hours before my classes I did all my morning routine stuff and that's like breakfast reading journaling I edit it I go to class right away 
I come back, I come in straight to work, I finish work, I go home, I eat something, I come back into the gym, I worked out, now I'm recording this podcast, and it's just like that. Is there any like, breaks? No break today. No breaks. And then after this, I have to go, ho- go home and do homework for the school. So it's like... And that happens sometimes. Yes. But on a consistent basis, you can find yourself in the, the rat race of life. In the what? The rat race of okay. life. Ever heard of that? I don't think so. Um, so there's a board game we used to play in high school. For, I think it was economics. It was like the rat race. And you just go in a circle, keep going in a circle, keep going in a circle until you were able to get out of the circle. But no one, but the object of the game was you didn't really know how you were going to get out of the circle. You just uh, knew you kept going in a circle and a circle and a circle and a circle. But then you start, you're like, wait, I keep going in a circle. How can I get out of this? Out. Yeah. Right? So I feel that's the way most people now are living their life. Nine to five jobs, you know? My, my father, for instance, he owns his own veterinarian practice. Um, came from nothing. I mean, dirt poor, third world country. And, you know, now he feels like he owes it to whomever that to work every day. He works every day. And we keep telling him, you know, he needs to take a break, maybe take a step back. But he likes it. But for mental health wise, you know, body wise, you can't keep doing it every day. Something, father time will catch up to you eventually. And yeah. you're going to look back and be look at all the things you may have missed. You know? This is an ongoing dilemma. I've talked about it before, especially with Miles. It's, yes, it is a constant circle. But at the same time, the way that I look at, like, so that's one point of view that I have. The other point of view I have is that I'm 19 years old. This is the time to be as productive as I can because I am not going to get these chances again. Exactly. And seeing like my fitness page take off a little bit and like seeing like the small, not even small at this point, seeing legions and ambassadorship come in, these type of things, the people that I have supporting me, it's like, I'm not even doing this for me anymore. Like I got people relying on me. I got to rely on you. I got to like, step up so I gotta starting stay your own at the bar yeah and it's like part of me doesn't want the 9 to 5 job but I feel like me not having that 9 to 5 job is going to take hella work it's going to take a grind it's 100% and if I were more. to make fitness uh, or content creating like a full time thing that just takes more and more grind so I I'm still struggling with that balance of trying to enjoy my college years because I'm also not going to get those back after this I'm going to be in a job. Four best years of your life, as everyone says. As everyone says. I'm not going to be surrounded by this type of like friendships and people anymore. And so, I'm still struggling with it. But um, kind of related to this is goal setting. And so, I know we said we need breaks and we need to not burn ourselves 24-7. What do you think is the best way for someone to plan to become successful and achieve their goals? So, when I mean breaks, you know, breaks can be incorporated into the grind. Um, The grind 
can be meaningful in many different ways, different uh, different people, um, and achieving those goals, you have you you have to grind. I mean, there is, I don't believe there's any way out of it. You know, if you want enough, you can get it. Mm-hmm. And some of my goals, you know, I'm still trying to reach. Uh, progressively, you know, I'm making my way up there, but it's not exponential, you know? You get, I love the quote, it's like, you get 1% better every day. Yep. And, you know, if you truly live by that fact, you can be consistent with it. You can grind for it. But, you can also understand it a little more. You can be like, okay, this may not be, you know, my the best ability I can do for you know X Y Z, but you know I'll give it a try because I can only get better. Yeah. Right. So I feel as if setting goals in a realistic manner, but understanding that there's no way around the grind is there's a silver lining to it. And personally, I don't know the silver lining to it yet, but hopefully when I grow up. And maybe when I reach those goals, I can find it. What are the type, What are the goals that you have in mind? Um, you know, some of the goals I have in mind is definitely graduating college. Um, hopefully, on track of that, being successful um, in a manner that I deem is good enough for you know me. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, my family, um, and just doing the gym. You know making sure I don't try to cheat myself. Um, It's not really that I'm trying to cheat myself, it's more of how bad do I want it. Yeah. So how bad I want, you know, to look big, get buff. There's some days I still, you know, look down upon myself, you know, like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this, or, you know, I shouldn't be going out maybe if I have an exam then cut in the like next week or the next day for say but um those are just little obstacles that you have to train your brain and your mind and your soul to go past you know yeah and be consistent with who you are I like how you worded it you said this is not like word for word but you basically said successful in your terms and that's a big thing it's like your successful is different than my successful Correct. yeah exactly x is successful no one's no one's the same no one is the same and that's just like like find what you're passionate about and just go after it like it doesn't matter what the people around you say it doesn't matter what they want you to do i feel like at the end of the day this is your life you're in charge of it and if you're doing something that you truly think makes you happy and that you truly think you can succeed in do it you're benefiting yourself into then please like go for it go chase that and you're gonna have people who are gonna doubt you at first like no one is gonna believe in you until you make it that's just like a big saying and it's just like everyone that's just doubting you right now are gonna be the people that are saying they knew you when you make it 100% like, I've had people telling me, like, oh, this content is, this stuff isn't going to work. Your pages ain't going to blow up. And 
I've had like this like comments on my bro TikTok especially TikTok. I swear <laughs> it'll be like user four five nine six two four five be like yo this this workout trash. They call them the keyboard warriors. <laughs> the keyboard warriors. <laughs> It's all they do is just sit by the keyboard and try to yep. tell everyone what they're doing wrong. Even though, you know, they're sitting at home behind a safety screen, I guess you could 100%. say. hundred percent. And the thing is, that something that I realized early, and I'm very thankful about that because it's kept me going, it's like, those people are the ones that are afraid to try and fail at something. And you will see everyone who's like, even if you're not the biggest yet or even if there's something that you're still like intermediate level in you'll see like the pros or like and in the gym like for example someone who's still like pretty small just starting out you'll see the big guys are the nicest guys and the most motivational oh, guys in the gym it's I swear, they, like I'm, i will remember this every single time like when i first started like my first year in the gym i will i still remember this to this very day i was posing in the mirror in the locker room and the biggest dude in the gym, in the gym, his name was Seneca at the time. He doesn't go to my gym anymore at home, but he came in and he like he said like, "Hey, bro, I'm trying to look like you. Keep killing it." I know he's kidding, but having the biggest guy in my gym compliment me when I'm like makes you feel good. That stuck with me. It made my entire day. So having those people, like people, want to see you succeed, and the people who don't and like the people who diss you are just the ones who they're afraid to take it to take their own action so they make themselves feel better by going and dissing other people and that's like something i want to ask about i want to ask you about is just why do you think people are afraid of failure or change failure is a topic that can be addressed in its own podcast yeah to be honest that's true that is i true. mean there are so many different ways people go about failure um for me personally i don't accept failure in my mind you know there are people in this world who have it much much worse than i do and they go about their day with a smile i mean if you ever watch any i don't know netflix documentary or anything yeah. You're gonna go help even the poor in your local community center. Mm -hmm. You you will see them smiling. They're smiling because they know that there's still hope. And if you fail, it may seem like hope is lost. But in the fact that you think that should give you even more hope to know that it's not because. Yeah. When you start to doubt yourself, you feel as if nothing can go right. Like, I mean, I've, shoot, I've been there. Last semester, I was taking, you know, physics, and I'm like, man, maybe this engineering stuff is not cut out for me. I, I, maybe I'm just, like, not good enough at it. But I kept grinding. I, I kept going to the library every day. I kept, you know, making sure my breaks, like, at the gym, because saying a consistent time, you know, I made sure my life, style was healthy. I stopped going out, I stopped drinking, I stopped doing stuff that would ultimately hurt my goal. Yeah. And, you know, I finally get out of the exam, I pass the class. I'm, I'm so happy. But I, at that moment, I exited the exam, I'm like, all the hope that I thought was lost 
for me to pass this class was gone. just gone, you know? And I feel if you live by the fact that you think you're going to fail everything, that's just not a healthy lifestyle to maintain. You have to go into certain projects, um, go to certain people, you know, even do certain workouts mm -hmm. to help you improve your possibility of not failing. And to my degree, I don't believe in failing. I only believe in learning. You can only learn from your failures. So the more you learn, the more you know. Beautifully said. I, I read, so I'm reading this book right now. It's called Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. If you're not, if you're looking for a book to read, I recommend this book a hundred times. Like, it's all about self-communication and how you communicate to others. But one thing that I literally just read yesterday, it was like, there's no such thing as failure. Everything is results. Everything. Some of the results may not be the results you're looking for. And that's when it's time to reevaluate the actions that you're doing to get different results. So like you said, you weren't doing that well in physics and it w it's a tough class. I took it, class is hard as heck. Uh, especially at the University of Florida, anything is hard. Oh don't make the most simplest class like impossible to pass Exactly. Here. But you said towards the end, you stopped going out, you stopped drinking, you stopped like, you eliminated a lot of distractions from you. Those are all actions. Correct. Actions, actions that, into that you stopped and eliminating them is an action that you incorporated. And those actions made you the result of, or gave you the result of you passing the class. So at the end of the day, it's like he said, it's, there is no failure. Anything is just something to be, any fail, or any result that you don't want is just a lesson to be learned from. Reevaluate what you're doing, what the actions that you're taking are to get you the result that you want to see. I, I wanted my quotes, I just want to say real quick, words into actions. I can say anything I want. Every, anyone can say anything they want. Yep. But if you don't go and act upon that notion, are you better than the people who says they're not going to do it anyways? I, I don't know. So I, that's a little one thing to just thing. keep in mind. Yeah, exactly. yeah. All right. So one last section we're going to talk about. This is actually Philip's section, but I liked it. So <laughs> Maybe just, add it to the podcast. Yeah. So it's just fast-paced questions. So what are some ways that you relax? Uh, okay. I like to do the gym. I like to lay by the pool, um, watch some sports, play some sports, talk to my friends. Um, what else? Go swimming. I love swimming. Yeah. Honestly, for me, it's, it's mainly gym and weightlifting. That's just like my personal me time of the day. And I started doing this like nightly routine where I'll just put on some music in my background and, and just like, just vibe out and just like take time to myself, especially because throughout the day, I'm just on go mode, everything. Exactly. So I need time to like relax and just chill out. You said, um, what are some topics that you like to read about? Okay, so some topics I like to read about, um, definitely action adventure, a little sci-fi, and a little uh, inspirational. Um, it's always good to meet or read memoirs of uh, people. Um, what's a good one that I really like? Oh, it's not coming to the top of my head right now. It's a good one. I'll get back to you if I hear about it. Uh, I remember this. Okay, but 
for me, I, I haven't been reading as much, but I like started. I just started consistently reading, and the only thing that I've so far really loved is just personal development. It's just the type of stuff that I really like feel a spark from, and I w I can read like pages on pages and not feel bored. Mm -hmm. I never liked reading as a kid, so up until <laughs> I figured like and found these like type of books, I was just nah. Like I'm like nah. I'm not reading anything. Reading is. Reading will definitely open up your mind. Uh, tell yes. you that. Definitely does. Even anything, any kind of reading. It doesn't have to be anything you know, inspirational or anything like that. Just any type of reading will help you out. This is a good one. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? If I could be remembered for one thing, it would be hopefully the brightness I would bring into a room. Um, Know, hopefully people see me and they smile, you know. Hopefully they see me and think, okay, this kid's coming in, let's give him a shot, you know? Yeah. Someone that people wanted to see, people enjoyed my company. Hmm. That's a great question. That's a great question. I was like, wow. For me, I just, I want to have a positive influence or effect on people. Like, even if it's the smallest thing, even if it's just like, oh, I got this one workout from Chris. Exactly. If it, I don't care, like, the simple, you'd be like, oh, Chris recommended this book. I don't care how simple it is. If they just help out one person, that just, that's something that just, just means a lot to me. 100%. And also, it's been more than one workout that I've got from Chris, by uh, the way, but don't tell him that. What'd you I say? said it's been more than one workout that I got from Chris. <laughs> Um, so this is like a closing tradition that I like to do. Okay. What is one quote that you've heard and stuck with you and you just like, you're just amazed by it? Um, it's more of a Bible verse, uh, Philippians uh, 1-14. Um, I can do all things through God who trusts in me. And I mean... You can see that quote anywhere, honestly. Um, it's very popular, but it's just one thing that stuck with me that I haven't forgotten yet. Because it's true. I mean, yeah, I, I, I believe in it 100%. And I think the belief is only step, step one in the process. But like I said, that is one thing that I'll never forget. And there is also another one. Oh, probably like close first, just second. Okay. Um, it's the Michael Jordan quote uh, with uh, hard work beats talent when talent work. fails the hard work. <laughs> One of the best quotes I've ever heard. And I still use that to this day. Um, especially in school, you know, I, I will just say I'm not the smartest out there. <laughs> but I will work my uh, behind off to make sure my grades are good and I'm succeeding at a rate that I feel is comfortable. Yeah, and going back to the Bible verse, um, I feel like you said it, it's faith is just step one, or belief is just step one. Exactly. Faith and belief, they're both crucial to have in something, but they can't be the only thing. You have to, as my mom would always say this, do what you can do and leave the rest up for God. So do everything 
that you can humanly do that is in your control. If it's not in control, if it's not in your control, leave it up to him. He will take care of everything else. He rewards people for their work, for their dedication, and for their grind. And so when he sees you grinding and doing all the stuff that you do, he will reward you. And that's something I've believed since day one, and I still continue to believe to this 100%. day. 100%. You'll find him in the little, most, the places where you least expect them. Yes. And that's where I truly believe, you know, like I, like I said, faith is the only the first step. When you do something, make sure, if it's a little thing, make sure you do it good because whenever, whenever it comes around, it comes around. Yeah. My quote, one of my favorites is, the only place that success comes before work is in the dictionary. <laughs> That's you a always, good one. I like that one. You always got to put in the work first before you get successful. You gotta plant the tree before you bear its fruit. On that note, I appreciate you guys for watching. That's wraps. Shout out my mom, I love you. <laughs> <laughs>